Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, to a belated episode 27 <laughs> for yeah. ubiquitous methods. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm Patrick, and we're not doing this live. Well, we are doing it live, but it's not broadcasted live, so we're going to have a missing continuity in the YouTube channel. I'm sorry. But uh, welcome also uh, our friend AK. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> Happy uh, autumn equinox. It's finally autumn. Oh my goodness! And and the weather has has changed. It's been beautiful. I've been having lows in the fifties and highs in the low eighties. I've been loving the weather <laughs> the last couple oh, of days. Lucky, yeah. Are you got, is it still hot. hot for you? Yeah, it's uh, it was so it's a little low for a couple of weeks. So it got to the seventies. Now it's back to eighties, eighty five currently, uh, and it looks like it's going to be eighties for the rest of the week. So it's going okay. to be quite a hot week. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that it starts to rain soon, or not rain necessarily, but cool down be great to see uh fall weather uh over here in california i can't uh, believe that yeah yeah (laughs) i'm glad you get the good weather though welcome to fall Uh, yeah it's been wonderful it's been so hot i'm just glad to be getting again lows in the 50s highs in the low 80s i'm like oh this is very nice which is with this all the time which i know it does like that all the time in most places in california so you know (laughs) but i wish it's like that here (laughs) i know i know it's like i vice versa i wish it was like that out here right now i'd be i'd be loving the cold weather uh but yeah you know the one thing that's funny is that i see a lot of people putting out their halloween decorations already it's like guys, uh, it's, it's not even October. Y'all need to you need to chill out. You're the you're the people who are putting in your Christmas decorations before Halloween's over. You and it's like, come on, y'all just gotta calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like take a chill. It's not quite winter. It's not quite Halloween. Let's just relax and wait till October. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, I think it's cool. I mean, I, oh, I think the the biggest one for me is actually Costco. I think neighbors doing so is cool. I don't really mm-hmm. have a problem with that. When I see Costco having both October uh, Halloween uh, des- uh, decorations and then also Christmas trees on display, that's yeah. just a little bit too much at one time. Yeah, it's you skip Turkey Day first of all. I say, so yeah, where's the skip. where's the turkey at? I love Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving is awesome. Exactly, exactly. You can't skip Turkey Day, and no. then beyond that, it's like you're skipping over to Christmas. And it's not quite the end of the year yet. I haven't reconciled that yet. So I'm still needing to process the fact that we only have, well, at this point, almost two months left in the whole, or no, three months actually, but yeah. three months left in the whole uh, year of 2022. It's crazy so, to think. Know. Crazy to think. Yeah. This year has flown, and I'm, I wouldn't even say pandemic time. It's just crazy time. Crazy time. I cannot believe how fast this year has gone. I know, I know, it's it's been going really fast. But, I mean, so far we've gotten in an Apple event. That's been great. Yeah. And I think there are inklings and rumors of a possible Microsoft event coming up pretty soon. Yes. I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, Verge has actually already announced the event. So, uh, October 12th, we're going to have us a new service event, which, you know, I as I've said many times, while I am an Apple fanboy, I also am a Microsoft fanboy, and... If I had room in my life for Mac and Windows, I would, I would love to give me a Surface laptop or a Surface Pro. And it looks like they're going to be announcing both. Uh, rumor has it we're going to have a Surface Pro 9 and Surface Pro Laptop 5, which would be great. I think what's very exciting is they're going to be having both 
So the rumor is that we're going to be uh, merging the Pro X and the Pro, the regular Pro into one line, which would mean yeah. we're going to give an option for Intel and ARM on the Surface Pros, which is very exciting. Um, having a third-gen Microsoft processor. So I didn't even know there was a second-gen. I knew about the first one, so I, I would be excited to see what happens here. Um I don't know if there's going to be any new architecture changes in a la, uh, uh, oh, I forget the one Apple's, what Apple calls it. Um, Rosetta. There's like a new Rosetta layer type thing yeah. happening on the Microsoft side or not. But anyway, what uh, I know you have had your eye on, on the surfaces. Uh, you, you got, yeah, are you going to be eyeballing a, a Surface laptop by chance? Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, I kind of want to see, and actually I'm doing research right now about, uh, whether they're going to have a Rosetta letter, layer comparing, like comparable to Apple. I think that's the biggest thing for me to see because um, I really am excited to see an ARM uh, my, uh, Surface uh, Pro 9. I know they had a Surface Pro X, and so it's going to be interesting to see to them merge that. But I wonder if that's going to be a shift for them in the, the way they approach OS. Because we talked about this several episodes ago, where yeah. instead of doing uh, like a translation layer with respect to just like translating the 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 uh, like uh, the machine code into from uh, from the OS code mm. using like uh, something like a Rosetta, they do more of a virtualization approach where you kind of just have like a virtual container or virtual machine on top of your your system. So it's kind of a weird way of doing so. Um, so I think that's the thing I'm looking out for. Yeah, but uh, overall, I think. Give me uh, overall. Is that your water heater? <laughs> no, that's uh, that's my fire alarm. Oh no! That's... Do you need Do you need to check that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I gotta. Okay, this that's my that's been my day. It's just like a lot of that, but um, yeah, uh. So it's going to be interesting to see what Microsoft does with the Surface Pro, and uh, to see how um, how they actually uh, well actually it's going to be more interesting to see what to, what they do with the operating system, because I think that's going to be the pivotal part for them. Uh, I think especially nowadays, you're seeing a lot of just um, a lot of push for ARM, and I think ARM's going to be the way of the future, and um, yeah, I I think it's going to be important for them to start to capture that instead of them kind of just playing this game where they're they're doing like a uh what's it called a costume for who kind of tied into our, our halloween conversation yeah of, of, uh, like over their operating system but yeah i i mean i'm really excited for the event overall i mean october 12th uh so it's going to be right in the middle of october oh well, middle beginning of october uh, it's gonna it's gonna be part of their ignite uh yeah ignite uh, conference in seattle so it's gonna be pretty interesting to see so I know Microsoft, now this is something that may invalidate my nerd license, it is what it is, um, but I, I was reading, I saw that to the Ignite conference, I missed that when I first saw the article. Um, so that is part of their developer conference, one of their developer conferences. Microsoft has always traditionally held build, uh, Microsoft build in you know May, June timeframe. That's also a developer conference, isn't it? What's the difference between build and Ignite? You as a developer may be able to answer, if not, then maybe I should edit all this out, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, know. no, I mean, 
No, so I actually, I'm not really on the product side as much. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to uh, Ignite versus Build, I'm not too familiar with that. Okay. Uh, but uh, looking at it, it looks like Ignite is more for like uh, like internal networking. And oh, also, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more like developer network and all that stuff. Uh, and then, um, yeah, their, Ignite, their Build is more for like their ecosystem. So, which makes sense because if you're trying to build okay. an ecosystem, you definitely want to have something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'd be great to, you know what? Um, I, I think it'd be interesting to see because when it comes to Apple, they have their WWDC conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very, like, it is specifically for developers. Yeah. The, the, just for developers. And then they have their releases uh, in September, which is like, okay, this is more for consumer facing stuff. Yeah. I, 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 what do you think about that with respect to Microsoft? It feels like Ignite uh, might be comparable to their uh, product releases. Uh, oh, it's hard to say because I mean, so, I mean, Microsoft definitely needs to have a developer conference because it's you know, the biggest operating system in the world, and they're a software company. You kind of want to tell the developers the tools that is available to them and 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 all that but the timing seems weird because microsoft typically you know they don't release like apple they don't do generally a huge release in once a year they usually do two you know minor updates throughout the year so the you know unlike apple they're you know apple has to do their wwdc so that way yeah, because all of their software comes out in the fall, and so it makes sense to for them to do that announcement when they do. But build, I mean, not build, ignite. You know, is happening not too far after, or t- not too far before their next software update, because their you know their next big software update will probably come, yeah, probably around the same time. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if it's going to be announcing features in the spring. I don't really know how what they what their thought process is for timing. It would make more sense to maybe do it in the summer, um, around WWDC time frame. You know, maybe in late June or early July, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. So now that I'm looking more into Ignite, Ignite, and here's the quote from Microsoft's website from their event site. So mm-hmm. Microsoft Ignite is for IT pros, decision makers, implementers architects developers and data professionals to explore the latest tools hmm. and da, 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 da. so more end and, users than less developers right exactly which makes kind of sense yeah come, come bring schedule, your business right? and come use microsoft here's what microsoft can do for you yeah yeah but then even then it's still um it's so interesting because it's still business focused uh which i, I figure is alignment of microsoft but it, it, it's it's um yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting play right there. Because yeah. then, what do you do for like an Xbox if you're going to release an Xbox thing? Yeah, uh, is that yeah yeah. So uh, anyway, kind of uh, going off on a tangent right there. But uh, yeah, really excited for that. We got three weeks of tangents to catch up on. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. A lot of ca- a lot of tangents to catch up on. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you sent me the text a couple of weeks ago. I think it was a week and a half ago where there was a good deal on the surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean that was pretty interesting because I, I, if I didn't have my tablet, I would probably get the Surface right now. But uh, yeah, 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 the Samsung, which I would say, yeah, yeah, if you're gonna get a tablet, I think there are better tablets out there than uh than the the Galaxy uh S7. Oh really? But, you're uh, not ha- not happy with it? 
Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not happy with it. I I, I would say that um, the user experience uh, it's just uh, it, there could, there's room to grow. Uh, okay. I I think there's there's just some things that uh, like for example I don't even try to use the the biometric uh, um, password or yeah biometric password feature the facial recognition to unlock my tablet anymore. Uh, oh yeah, I know that was I, giving you trouble. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty difficult. I mean, it, it's funny because uh, with the iPhone, it's just. Uh, it's. I would say iPhone's probably uh, correct seventy five percent of the time, mm-hmm. whereas with the tablet, it's just like I would say thirty percent, twenty five percent. That's when it's. Yeah. So that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's something, little things like that just kind of make it uh, tough. Um, and then Bluetooth, for example, turning on Bluetooth is kind of like it's not that intuitive to me. So mm-hmm. just little things like that, but uh, I, you know, I think part of it is just that I'm not, uh, I am more of an Apple user rather than, a, than an Android user. So that might just be a part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, do you know if your tablet is going to get the new tablet operating system? I think it's 12L. I think. Do you know if it's going to get that? No, I haven't taken. I haven't checked yet. But uh, I'll okay. take a look and let you guys know. Let okay. everyone know uh, if it gets it. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, do you want to? Uh, I like. I like the topic of Apple. I think this was. This one was interesting. So, Wait, let's talk about like, an Apple topic. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, right. I mean, especially <laughs> after the last episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think this was a good one we talked about during the pre-show. I mean, live activities. So the API is going to return with iOS 16.1 beta 1. So it's a pretty cool API if you haven't seen it before. It allows uh, you to, if you're a developer, to send up-to-date, well, updates of like anything that, like if you're ordering food, when is your food, where is it at, where is your driver at? If you're having like watching a sport event, what's the latest score? What's going on there? Where is the ball at on the field? Uh, score of a basketball game. Um, I mean, things like even Google Maps. I would, uh, 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 not Google Maps, excuse me, but like Maps, Apple Maps, since we're on an Apple platform, uh, I would say that you could get like live, live updates too. That'd be pretty interesting. Uh, yep. But yeah, I, I think, uh, what do you think about the live activities API coming back in 1601, uh, 16.1? I think live activities is one of those super cool things that I'm probably not going to use very often because... <laughs> Live activities is one of the things that, um, so that was kind of their marquee feature and that's, uh, for WWDC or it's one of the big marquee features. And then the dynamic Island is where that kind of come into focus is now the the live activities in the dynamic Island on the iPhone 14 pros all kind of play into each other. Um, now I don't have an iPhone 14 pro number one, but number two, those are going to work on your live screen on basically any iPhone that has the new li- the the update the iPhone 16 or iOS 16 that just came out. So that's cool, but so the idea of having live sports scores on my screen is pretty cool cuz I have a few sports teams that I follow but I'm not an avid sports user. Um I never call Ubers, I never call Lyft. Um having your directions on there's pretty cool. Um 
but really I, I can't see much that I'm going to use it for uh, just me personally. Cause I don't use those things very often. I use podcast and music <laughs> most and those live activities already work just fine. So for me, I, I don't think I'm going to get a whole lot of use out of it, but for people who use those things, cause I know I'm in the minority. Most people do use those kind of things fairly often. They're going to have a good time. I feel like, cause it's really handy to just be able to look down and see, Oh, my Uber is really close okay great um so i don't know but what about you i know you with your new 13 pro are you are you uh excited about this is this something you're gonna use yeah i don't think so i mean i i think there might be the novelty uh, effect of it where you're just excited that something new has come out and you're, you're like, yes great this is awesome but I, I think after a while it's gonna wear off for me and i, yeah. I personally uh i don't like my phone being more than just like a communication device, if that makes Fair. sense. So you, you don't um, want to see your sports scores on the front? No, no. I, I love my sports, but then I, I think that the problem is it's like when I'm supposed to be focused, like say I'm just like it's Sunday and like I'm in place of, in a place of worship. I'm like, uh, I can't really look at my phone at all or anything like that. So yeah. I, I, or like say I'm like, I mean, say I'm at dinner with my wife. I can't have my phone out and just be like, oh, okay, they're, they're scoring. It's going to be Dang it, game. my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that I think that's where it comes into it. Like, I don't think I'm going to use it. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, useful for me. It's cool. I mean, like you, I don't usually use Uber too much either. Um, Uber is usually only when I have to travel somewhere. If I want to go mm. to the airport, I don't want to wake up my spouse. I'm like, okay, I'll just take a, a, a an Uber over to where I need to go to and then yeah, I'm on the plane and I'll head out. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where I just don't think I get the use out of it that I I, I would do it. Hope that I would get out of it. But it's cool. I think it's a cool feature. I think overall, I mean, I yes. can't wait to see what people do with that. Developers do with that. Yep. As so many, this seems like the iPhone update, like the hardware and the software of. Yeah, that's cool, but I'm probably not going to use it. I have enjoyed the uh, the updates to focus modes and the new lock screens. I have customized a few of those lock screens, but ultimately everything else I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. The And the mark to unread on iMessage, I use that a lot. <laughs> if, I can, if, I, if I can't respond to a message right now, it's very nice to be able to read the message and then mark it as unread so that way I remember to actually reply. Um, yeah. So I really like that. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, fine. It's a it's a very cool update for the people who are going to use it. I'm probably not going to use most of those things. So okay, yeah, know, enjoy, guys. You know, enjoy. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> now I did up, uh, upgrade to iOS 16 recently. Oh, uh, how are you liking it? I think it's all right. I I would say the default font that they give you on your home screen screen right after you upgrade is pretty bad. Yeah, I, I thought that was a weird one. I was like, I need to change this. And I think that's why they did it that way. It's like, whoa, why does my screen look different? I need to change this. <laughs> it almost yeah. feels like that's why they did it that way. <laughs> I know, because I, I'm trying to change my screen without having to, like, look. Because my photo, I, I think I had my photo for at least the last, ooh, probably seven, eight years. Yeah. So I haven't changed my home screen for a while. And then now it's like, oh, you want to update your home screen? You need to create a new one. So it's like, okay, I have to scroll through all these photos, try to find that exact same photo and kind of make that my home screen again. But then I look through and I'm like, ooh, look at this. You can have rotating photos. Mm -hmm. You can have like a picture of the earth. Uh, I can have all these different things that are pretty cool. So I'm just like, ooh, I need to dig into this. 
So I, I use like the astronomy. I use that astronomy picture for a bit, where it shows your kind of location has the weather has the the big major weather patterns blowing in, which is kind of cool. I thought that was that was pretty neat. I don't use that anymore, yeah. but uh, I thought I liked that for a while. I rocked it for most of the beta, honestly. Wait, why did you change off of that? Out of curiosity. Um, it ain't battery, and ultimately, I just wanted something a little more personal than just a picture of the earth with a dot on it. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, it, it was cool, but I'm like, I, I wanted something, you know, just a picture that I took that, uh, that I like a little better. So I ended up changing it away from that, but I used it for a while just cause it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, so let me ask you this question out of mm-hmm. all the new features of iOS 16, what has been your favorite? Um, uh, I don't even notice my home screens very much anymore. So I would say the changes to focus modes, they made it a lot smoother to be able to make a new focus mode and the, and how they integrate together um, is smoother and better. And so I've really enjoyed that because I used focus modes a lot last update and I really liked them, but it was a pain to try and put those together. And I ended up after I built several ended up not using uh, I'm not doing it anymore because I didn't want to mess with it. It was such a pain to try and build, but now it's a lot easier to put one together. And yeah. uh, I I did one last weekend, a, a church focused focus mode, um, because I take notes on my iPad during church, and and but of course I don't want a whole bunch of stuff going on because you know I'm trying to pay attention. And uh, so yeah, <laughs> so I, I updated a focus mode where it just wipes my screen out, and it's like I have my notes app a Bible app and my hymnal and that's it. <laughs> There's nothing else there. Yeah. And it has my, it makes it a very non-distracting watch face and makes my phone empty too. So I just try and make it really, really minimal. And it's, and I do, I've, I've done a few things like that on the old focus modes, but yeah, it, I think that's my favorite. Um, how about you? You know, since you're more recently updated, you you're experiencing all, all of everything for, the first time where I've been rocking it since July. So it's, it, it's, uh, you, you have all the new shiny. Yeah. I got all the new shiny right now. And, uh, I think, uh, I still need to explore the deepness of the, the focus mode changes. So that might be my, uh, answer in, in the next couple of months. But I think currently my answer is just a context menu. I mean, going there, I feel like a lot of things are just easier to find. I feel like uh, just wiping to the left, for example, doing a quick search. There's something about the way it feels right now that it's, it's a little bit more intuitive for me. Mm, okay. I, like it. I like the feel of that. It's such a simple, simple change, uh, but I, I like that a lot. I, I do hope that they destroy that font, though. I, if they don't destroy that font, I'm just going to have an issue with them because that is a horrible font. My my spouse just looked at it and it was, <laughs> their, their response was, what the heck? This is bad why did he do it like that <laughs> so uh That's yeah funny. it was just interesting but uh yeah i i i, I just asked that question because it kind of goes back to our point where a lot of the changes that apple's been making it's uh it's like little marginal changes but it's nothing that's a wow you know and even the things that are wowy uh it doesn't really impact a whole lot of users it, it seems like it, it's focused toward because i mean say i was in college Live API will be a really cool feature. Yes, I mean, yeah, college me like, would have loved that. Like, yeah, ha- yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I would have been loving that for days. So just be like, Apple is my favorite thing in the world. Uh, adult me is just like, I just <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to hear about. I don't want to <laughs> hear another ping from the phone right now. 
So it's I just, think we're just uh, getting older. And it's like I don't want. Why, why is this thing buzzing at me again? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Use the focus yeah. mode to turn it off. Exactly. <laughs> like stop talking to me. I'm done. Can't do it anymore. Oh man, but uh, yeah. To all all the other folks out there, it's just uh, yeah. It's college. I I I would imagine like and feel free to ping us on Ubic uh methods on twitter but i feel like a lot of you ecology would love live api so let us know what you think and yep. if you current you or if you're still in college and you don't like it let us know too uh but yeah uh let's see there's a lot of good stuff over the last couple of weeks this is what happens when you don't you don't uh meet on your reg- regular cadence mm-hmm. a lot of news just kind of piles up uh what do you want to talk about next here I think it, I mean, while we're on the Apple train, I think maybe talking about iPhone's market share just a little bit. I mean, just, a, I think it doesn't have to spend a lot of time, but I think it's a interesting thing that uh, Apple and iPhone has taken 50% market share in the U.S. Um, and, you know, I feel like, that, yeah, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. I mean, they, in some ways, in the in one ways, it's like, it, you know, I think the first thing that you said was, I thought they were already there and, and, and they they've been hovering on that in those high 40s percent range for a long time uh but not actually cross the 50 percent mark now of course they've got a long ways to go in a lot of different other countries uh but in the united states 50 percent that's a big deal you know for our android brethren uh <laughs> you know, where you use you, but there's lots of different manufacturers i mean samsung is kind of the de facto android in United States, but iPhone is one manufacturer, one company, one operating system, and they've taken 50% of the market share. That's pretty crazy. But also, I'm a fan of competition, and I really do hope that, that you know, Android can get some things together and really, honestly, I want somebody to come up there and challenge Samsung in the United States. That's um, because LG when they've fallen out, there just really isn't anybody else here to challenge Samsung. Uh, in that article that I read, um, most of the market share is held by Samsung and Lenovo, of all things. Lenovo on the smartphone side. Now, granted, wow. Lenovo owns Motorola. Um, so Motorola is, you know, they, they don't really do much in the way of of flagships in the United States. Yeah. So it's all budget devices. So most of the high end is Apple. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. which is cool but also come on it's a my yeah so my challenge some samsung samsung and let's get some competition out there put apple back on their on their on their heels a little bit i want i want to i want you all to make each, make them better i don't want apple just to dominate it <laughs> yeah i know it's uh it's interesting because um i i would love some competition i mean it's it's the whole story yeah. we talk behind intel and amd because uh, yeah. intel was just the boss and just ruling over amd and amd just crawled in so it'd be great to see someone uh someone other than apple kind of crawl in but you know the problem is is that i just don't see a lot of uh i just don't see the plan across the board no i mean so it's just that's a tough thing to see uh but uh we'll see what happens but yeah i i would uh i congratulations to apple first of all uh, I, I think the introduction of the, the budget phone uh, was really helpful, uh, the XR series, uh, just because that definitely opened up the iPhone to a lot of other folks other than just the regular, uh, regular folks. You know what I see? I you know who I see who could who could make some waves? Uh, just just something that came to mind. I feel like 
on the Android side, I feel like Sony could be one to make some waves. Sony, yeah. Sony has a fan base. Like people love, people still talk about Sony Walkmans and their Sony headphones, and of course PlayStation. And I feel like Sony, if they could come together, because they come up with good phones. I don't know if you watch many reviews and things like that. They actually come up with good phones, but their biggest problem is there tend to be silly bugs that that are squashed by all their competition and they tend to be very high priced compared to the competition and they tend to come out way after they announce so they'll make an announcement in may and then the phone come out in october or whatever by the time no one cares and I feel like if they could get those things fixed, there's no reason why they couldn't challenge Samsung because there are people that would want to buy an Android phone, that, but they don't want a Samsung for whatever reason. And I feel like most of those people buy Pixel right now. It's like, I don't want a Samsung phone. I want a Google phone, so I'm going to buy one from Google. But I feel like there are people who, like honestly myself, if I was to go to Android, I would begrudgingly get a Pixel, I think, because um, I don't really want to get Samsung because... I don't, yeah. I don't get a Samsung. I don't know, nothing against. I just don't want to really want a Samsung. So I'd probably get a Pixel, but I'd be like, eh. Is there anything else? Android, you know, it's Android supposed to all be be all about choice, and I have no choices. I have Samsung and I have Google, and that's about it. Um, or get a really expensive folding phone. So I think Sony could take some of that. What do you? I don't know. What do you think? Well, Sony, you know, the interesting thing about Sony is they have the ecosystem too. If they wanted to take advantage of that, yeah, because uh, Sony dominates in TVs. They have the Sony PlayStation. They have a lot of good things, a lot of good products in their ecosystem. I mean, oh, and point-and-shoot cameras, too. Yeah, because they do yeah. really good on the point-and-shoots. Yeah, they re- do really well on the point-and-shoots, too. So it's just um, you you would you would hope that they take more advantage of that uh, yeah. because they could just uh, find a way to just kind of get their cell phones just, I don't know, I don't know what they would do, but it's something co- like cohesive amongst like or some kind of like uh, – just connectivity amongst the different devices that'd be pretty awesome yeah uh but yeah i i, I agree i think sony it's funny because sony when i think about sony it's always been that high price really nice uh luxury brand mm. but uh well i mean other than the walkman of course but then when you're talking about cell phones i mean they they have the gold walkman for for goodness sakes or the gold uh what's it called player i forget the name of the player but uh it's like uh, you almost think Sony is kind of like high end, and they could if they could capitalize on that, then that'd be great. But I just, yeah, for it seems for lack of want, they just don't do so. You think that's what it is? Or you think there may be like you think it's lack of focus that they just don't want to spend the focus that need to really be a player in the in the smartphone side. Well, yeah, because I I think if they if they um. So the bugs, for example, I mean, I, I, I think also, well, it's kind of interesting because they don't have too many devices out right now, right? Yeah, so yeah, because they focus of... on the high end. They don't, they don't do budget phones, unlike Samsung, where you know, there's Sam. We think about Samsung high end phones, but they, they paint the, the spectrum of, all the way at the bottom, bottom end, all the way to the top. <laughs> but Sony doesn't. Sony, Sony is high end only. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, it's just interesting. Uh, I don't know why. I, 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 I think they feel like they have a barrier for some reason, and I, I don't know why. I, I, that's something that I haven't looked into, to be honest. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, it almost feels like they just don't make an effort in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Because think about it. Do you see that much advertising for Sony phones at all? Not really. 
you usually see advertising for Apple and then Samsung. Uh, and then, like, Motorola occasionally, but then uh, you don't really see, I mean, let me think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I can't think of anyone else right now. So OnePlus would be about the only other decent sized, you know, decently known company. But OnePlus is tiny, and even in the states. Yeah, yeah. So kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting thing there. I mean, I mean, I think it's it, it's kind of something to dig into, to be honest. Mm-hmm. To yeah. see why they don't, haven't done so. Yeah, because I like Sony. Sony, Sony's cool. Again, that that. Yeah, like I said, I would consider them as a. You know, if they cut their act together, if I was if I was switching to Android, I don't want to switch to Android. I'm very happy with my iPhone, but you know, yeah. I like to I like to peek over the fence, see what's over there. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it's mm-hmm. always interesting. It's always like if I were to leave Apple, what would I leave Apple mm-hmm. for? I, I, that's uh, a that's a fun little game to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I do with my tablets. Of course, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I try to just stay away from Apple for my tablets. I think laptop wise, the next laptop I get, it, other than this uh, ThinkPad, I'm going to get on Apple. Uh, I, I, well, we'll see. I, I, but I think Apple's just for my yeah. line of work. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. If I was to get a laptop, I get a get a MacBook Air. But honestly, my Mac Mini is way cheaper and it serves me just fine. So I don't. Yeah. I my iPad serves as my laptop for what i need it for because i don't really need a laptop um so yeah yeah mac, you're mac, lucky yeah, i love my mac mini <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i like uh my tablet so my samsung samsung is all right uh mm-hmm. but you know the problem is is that uh, i really need to get it need to get a keyboard for it because typing on it is cumbersome yeah so and that's, that kind of speaks to the usability feature uh features that i talked about before uh but yeah yeah, uh, let's see. So, kind of want to talk about uh, Starlink. But okay. I want to make sure that we leave time for other things. Is there anything? That, let me see. I'm playing uh, with Star- Starlink if you want to do that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this article from Ars Technica came out. So, Starlink is getting a lot slower as more people use it. Uh, and this came out uh, recently on the cusp of uh, Starlink asking the FCC for uh, a grant and them being denied by the, for the grant because of OCLA's speed test report, where which uh, noted a, a significant decline in uh, latency uh, speed and an increase mm-hmm. in latency. So it's kind of interesting to see. It's just uh, right now, currently, I, I want to say that, uh, so the use case has expanded to, uh, and I forget if the article says it, but... Uh, yeah, so 500,000 users in 32 countries right now. So that's quite a bit of users at the moment. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Cool. And that's a lot of bandwidth that they have to take care of, which I'm sure is why their speeds are suffering. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like uh, they're trying to reach a million users, uh, uh, several million users. And, and like even Elon noted that they're going to have a challenge meeting that. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. Uh, I, I think it brings up a question of how scalable is Starlink, you know? Because yeah. when it comes to trying to build a business like this, uh, to be a competitor, you can't just have 500,000 users in a world of like, what, 8 billion people right now. So that's a pretty small drop in the bucket. What do you yeah. think about the, the article? Um, I mean, I think that they have a problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, certainly, it's exciting you know, beaming internet from space is very, very cool. And, you know, 
as my parent, my grand, or my, my in-laws down in rural Oklahoma, all they had access to for a long time was uh, HughesNet, which is terrible. Uh, so in the in the article, they were HughesNet was referenced to their average speed being uh, twenty two and a half megabits down, two and a half megabits up. Now, what they don't tell you in the article is that HughesNet will cap your data usage to 15 gigs for home internet. No, that's, that's like any ridiculous. any use. Yeah, 15 gigs. So in the days of unlimited cell phone usage, 15 gigs. Now, yeah. if you have, uh, they have hours that you have unlimited hours, like from you know, one o'clock in the morning to <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. So, if, so that's kind of when you do your, your phone, your, your computer updates and that kind of stuff. But I mean, come on, that's r- ridiculous. And if you use your data, they just shut you off done or you can pay to it's it's ridiculous so starlink and their unlimited internet still pretty good by comparison um but it's i would say it ain't cheap to launch satellites into space and i'm sure that they were uh very much banking on that 800 some odd million dollars in grant money to help fund some of that so i would say the really rock and a hard place that they're going to be in is okay Either they have to slow their roll out, or they're going to raise prices. <laughs> yeah. And and either way is going to be is going to be rough because if they slow their roll out, then you know the speeds are not going to improve. It's going to get you know, say the same or get worse as they add more users. Or like I said, if they, and if they, of course they have to raise prices, then they won't grow that they need to get the growth that they need. So they're in a bit of a pickle. Um, so again, not an not an expert on growth, but how do you? I my question would be, how do you improve the latency, improve the speed? I mean, the only way I'd know to do it is to get people off the network or launch more satellites. You got to kind of outgrow the problem, right? You can't just, you know, I mean, that's the 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 cure. If you have cable internet, you have to run more cable and get more get more customers onto other nodes and things, or else you you know yeah can you, you know continue to bring your speed down. Is there a way around yeah. that on on satellite that I'm not aware of? I don't think so because I mean one of the things you got to think about is transmission time, uh, but then also is congestion too. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I I'm curious to understand why they're seeing a slowdown. Um, admittedly, communication satellite communication is not my strong suit. I haven't really mm-hmm. delved deep into that, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where. Um, yeah, they're just gonna have to figure that out. Uh, they literally have 3,000 points, so if you do that, uh, that's like if you evenly distributed that across all the users, you're averaging about uh, what's it called, like what a hundred, uh, a hundred and uh, like 65 users per satellite, uh, which is not, I, I mean, that's kind of interesting because. I would imagine those satellites are pretty expensive. So your return per satellite is pretty, it's not the best right now. So I think they got to figure that out too. You know, it's just like, how did they get a better ROI on their, on, on per satellite basis? Uh, yeah. Throughout the lifetime of the satellite. Can you diversify that any, you know, just like, like other than just beaming stuff directly to customers, can you diversify that? Can you sell it to businesses? What, you know, what, what's the, I, I would say there's some difficulty there. I don't know. I mean, how do you, how do you diversify that? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking a pretty myopic look at it because luckily Elon owns uh, SpaceX too. So 
obviously he can leverage that and kind of just be a, like a, a a carrier for other people or other companies that want to ship their satellites and then that can help yeah. subsidize everything. Uh, but it was just looking at this uh, like like through a lens. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just like yeah, how can you leverage that for other people or how can you? Yeah, what do you do to to increase your ROI? But um, yeah, I I, I I'm actually kind of. It's kind of interesting because satellite TV has been around for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, that's a lot less. So you're a lot less dependent on real time. You know, uh, you're a lot less sensitive to lag and real time things. I mean, you're beaming television real time to lots of people, but if you know, in general, I'm not calling you to be like, hey. What, what position are you on the television show? It's like, or if we're off by a few seconds or whatever, like no one, no one really cares. Um, so it gets, the signal gets there and, and then it just, you, your TV does all the work. Basically all they're doing is beaming the signal. But when it comes to internet, it's two way communication. So you have, uh, you know, you have up and down and also it's real time use and you feel every, everything because, because you're interacting with it. You feel every, click that doesn't register like it's supposed to you feel the website not loading like it's supposed to the video buffering etc whereas television you turn the tv on and you get, it gets beamed down your tv does the decoding and you watch television and there, you know there's not it's a pretty i would say pretty low data by comparison and so that's probably the biggest deal yeah i i would agree with you with respect to lag because having like a like especially just trying to make sure that you're trying to transmit uh like near real time is going to be pretty important for you so uh yeah it, it's just one of those things where I, I would imagine it takes like for what 100 milliseconds just to speed something up to uh to space and then being back down so you're just losing 0 0.02 or 0 0.2 milliseconds uh so it's just yeah it's just one of those things where it's yeah it, it, they got to figure that out yeah they got the ping down and pretty well. Um, I think their average ping on the article said something around forty-four or forty-six milliseconds, which is pretty good. Um, you know, my ping. You now, granted, I don't have any kind of fancy internet, but my ping usually runs anywhere from twenty to thirty, uh, where I'm at right now. So that's that's pretty good. Um, I would oh, say, yeah. considering it's coming from space, <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. pretty great. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's right there in the article. 43 to 48 milliseconds is medium latency. So that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I, I kind of want to run a speed test now and see. I'm curious. Yeah, right? Let's but uh, I think it's one of those things that uh, Elon was really hoping that the FCC kind of just says, hey, Oakland's report is uh, kind of BS and throws it out. Yeah. 33 millisecond ping. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... Uh, not not too much worse than what my you know landline DSL. So good job, Elon. I guess. Yeah. All I right. wish uh, I wish they had a better uh, speed test in the in the Google app. By the way, all I see is just upload and download speed, but I do not see the ping. Or if you if you use o the Ookla speed test app, you it'll it'll tell you in yellow the the millisecond ping. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do that. But yeah, well, you, oh, go ahead. If you tap, so if you use the app and you tap go multiple times, you get an Easter egg. Oh, interesting. 
I will leave that to that. to you slash the the listeners to to test. Download yeah. the speedtest.net app on your on your app store and then tap go a bunch of times and you'll uh, you'll get an Easter egg. Oh, this is gonna be awesome! I'm gonna do that after the episode, and then let us know. Uh, tag us and uh, at you pick uh, methods on Twitter and let us know what you see. Yep. But uh, yeah, what what topic do you want to talk about next? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Man, we have a lot of Apple. We have a lot of Apple things. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. I feel like we need to talk about some more Apple things. I don't know. It's uh, um everything else everything that's not apple is 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 going to either be really 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 deep or uh really really shallow yeah yeah um yeah i don't know we 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 should not shy away from controversy here we could talk about the uh the grinding noises happening on Uh, (laughs) on the iphone cameras on third-party apps yeah yeah why don't you introduce this one this is this is kind of funny yeah more so uh basically if you're not using the Apple camera app, so if you're using Instagram or you're using TikTok or whatever, users are reporting a grinding noise when using the camera. Um, don't know what could be going on with that, and maybe it'll be fixed by the time this episode comes up. But uh, the, And it's specifically the pro users, not the regulars. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's something the telephoto lens. I don't know. But what could be causing that? Why would third party, why would there be like... It sounds like mechanical grinding, not from the descriptions in the article on The Verge. It sounds like mechanical grinding. It doesn't sound like a software buzz. What in the world could be causing that? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that it's not you. Can, you don't notice that using the uh, the photo app or the video app from yeah, an iPhone. It's it's third party, <laughs> third party app specifically. Yeah. So uh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird. So I mean. Uh, that means it's something with the SDK, right? Because if it's the SDK, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. I feel like, whoa. Oh, man, my goodness. What do you think? I just listened to the... Uh, so somebody posted on Twitter what's oh, yeah. going on, and it sounded yeah. awful. It sounds like a rattlesnake. <laughs> it sounded yeah, terrible. Yeah, it does. It's pretty bad. I mean, you yeah. think it's like, no, it can't be that bad. And then you hear it, and you're like, oh, it's bad. It's, it's exactly bad. that bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's exactly yeah. that bad. Yeah, so it's uh, they need to figure that out. But I mean, that that's funny. Uh, that's something I definitely didn't, definitely didn't make it through a QA. I'm uh, right. Wondering what happened. Yeah, I mean, especially. Oh, well, okay. Well, I would imagine that they would ha- like release this early to app developers and allow mm. them to kind of get used to like a new device. So yeah. I would imagine, especially Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram would have the ability to kind of just say hey this is an issue we probably want to take care of this as soon as possible yeah yeah uh but yeah that's interesting uh it's pretty bad i mean i think one of the things we could do here is just share the video uh because if you listen to it it, we're not kidding you can actually hear an audible like and it's pretty bad it's terrible it's it's terrifying terrifying yeah so yeah hopefully that gets fixed yeah i I don't know we don't have to spend a lot of time on that i'm just kind of like i I feel like i should probably say something about that because that's yeah yeah kind of scary well yeah a lot of warranty claims coming in the future there (laughs) oh yeah are you a user who used instagram well (laughs) you may be entitled to compensation (laughs) right watching the cartoon cartoon network late at night and you just hear that commercial you're like oh dear 
It's pretty yeah. bad. Reportedly, uh, Apple is trying to ink a deal uh, to be the sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show. As everyone knows, this is a pretty big show. A lot of America just tunes into the show to watch it every year on a yearly, yearly basis. Last year, actually, uh, it was, I think, uh, a Jay-Z company helped to put on the show. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. Okay, That's and that last uh, that last uh, halftime show was actually pretty cool with Eminem and Dr. Dre and yeah. all the people That's they had. Dog. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was like a lot of a lot of good history right there. But uh, yeah, so it looks like Apple, which doesn't normally like to do a lot of deals with other uh, companies like this, the sponsorship deals, uh, they're doing a sponsorship sponsorship deal for once, where they're actually going to sponsor and uh, put on a halftime show. It's gonna be interesting because right now it looks like they're trying to lock down a deal for them to not only get the sponsorship, but then also to purchase some uh some of the nfl network uh uh properties including uh sunday ticket and some other deals so uh it's kind of interesting because i think if they're able to nab this plus the nfl uh nfl uh, distribution deal i i think uh they're a serious player in sports now what do you think about this i mean i think it's real cool um i you know, uh, you know apparently you know, the Pepsi halftime show has been a thing for a very long time. And so uh, it seems weird to now have the Apple Music halftime show. <laughs> um, but apparently they're going to get some, a little bit of creative control and this and that. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but it definitely seems like a soft launch for, hey, by the way, you're fixing to be ours. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I Honestly, I would love that. Um I I like NFL. I like pro football, but I have not had live television since I've been married, and I don't want to pay ridiculous prices just so that way I can watch the occasional Saints game. I like me some Saints, but I ain't gonna pay just for that. So I have gone without NFL. So I but I would consider paying for Apple TV uh, for all the other benefits if I also get uh, get the Sunday ticket and be able to watch. Uh, watch the saints so i don't know i'm pretty excited about it honestly but uh yeah. as far as the actual apple music sponsorship of the halftime show i'll give a rip about that that's fine i mean it'll be interesting to see what 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 happens there but i'm, I'm like yeah whatever okay <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know what, what do you think yeah. do you uh, would you consider um subscribing to apple tv plus for for sunday ticket uh i don't know it's kind of interesting. We'll see. I, it's one of those things where maybe, uh, uh, like, so the funny thing is, I don't, I don't watch live sports anymore as much. Really? I used to in the past. Yeah. Like, um, it's more background noise. It's more something that I just watch in the background rather than watch it religiously every Sunday. Yeah. So I, I think it's one of those things where it's just, it's just like, if I don't have it, I don't have it. That's okay. Uh, and the funny thing is, is I actually pay for YouTube TV so that I can watch my sports. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I care more when it's the playoffs because when it's the playoffs, yes. it's higher stakes. Uh, playoffs like, are way more okay. interesting. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, coming to this deal, I don't care. I mean, uh, Rihanna is going to be the halftime performer for this year's Super Bowl. So good for her. I think my wife's going to be very excited about that. She can go. She can have fun because that's her favorite artist. Uh, Rihanna's got uh, great music, or at least she used to. I haven't heard her in quite a long time. I, you know, 
it's funny because I don't really follow music as much anymore. I've been listening to a lot of Beethoven and Mozart lately. There you go. <laughs> shows you how old I am now. And like something's Tchaikovsky and it's just like, oh, okay, this is awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be cool. I, I feel like they're catering to the millennial generation, to be honest. Um, so good for them. But uh, on a whole grand scheme of things, going back to the point of the article, I think uh, if they're able to nab this, plus they're able to nab the NFL deal, I think they have a strong foothold on just everything that is uh, just sports. Because they have mm. the MLB deal. Um, I mean, they don't obviously have an NBA, but I mean, at the same time, like if they're able to even get a little chunk of that, pie i think that's gonna be massive but I, I think tnt and espn have a really good stronghold on that one at the moment yeah though i wouldn't mind espn handing that over to someone else because tnt just blows it out of the water yeah um, espn is just they, they they get all the commentary but none like no interesting games except for college they got college football for the most part um yeah. but man if it wasn't for college football espn i'm pretty sure would be irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's funny because Disney is trying to offload, or they were trying to offload them. I, I don't know if that's still the case right now. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, because Disney, Disney is now starting to get a stronger uh, market share of uh, of uh, of the streaming wars because mm-hmm. uh, it looks like, I mean, Thor, Love and Thunder came out recently. You have Miss Marvel. You have uh, uh, She-Hulk on there. I mean, there's a lot of good things. Uh, have you seen uh, Marvel's Werewolf and some of the, the news around that? Oh, the uh, Werewolf by Night? Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I've seen, I've not watched any trailers, but it sounds very interesting. Um, you know, because it's basically a straight up, like, I, I, it's not like it'll be bloody horror, but it's going to be pretty well straight up horror, which given they're dabbling with uh, horror and Doctor Strange, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do with a classic classical horror show or horror movie so i am interested to see it for sure um but yeah i mean disney's really killing it on the tv shows right now they have andor that just came out as well are coming out right now and it's a very good star wars show it's very different feeling from mandalorian and the others so i'm i'm really liking what they're doing on tv although i have to say she hulk i'm yeah i'm kind of like it's not my jam as far as humor, <laughs> which is weird because I've loved everything that Marvel has done. Everything, everything. And that one has been kind of like, eh, it's like, it doesn't really, I, I don't think it's very funny. And, you know, it, uh, I've we'll heard see. it try too hard. Yeah. yeah, it tries too hard. Yeah, it tries yeah. way too hard. And like, like she'll, she'll talk to the camera every now and again. Um, but it's just like, every, you know, kind of like Deadpool, but a, She's not Deadpool, and and she only does it like once in an episode. Which it's like if this is gonna be a thing, you don't want to do it too much. But if this is a thing, you should do it more and and yeah. be funnier. <laughs> yeah, it's not a I don't know. Uh, it's not my jam. Um, but I'm gonna get through it because I watch all the Marvel things. But it's yeah, you know, th- that one I won't say it's painful to watch or anything like that. But it's just boring in my opinion. It's like it's just not particularly funny and it's kind of boring yeah yeah uh i agree i i think it's not that funny uh i think it's uh well and i haven't seen it myself but then all the things i've heard it's not you're not the only person who's told, told me that yeah a lot of people have told me the same thing so it's just one of those things where it's just like yeah uh, uh well and it's interesting because i feel like it might open a door for uh just uh someone else to take over the dominance of um not apple excuse me of disney 
uh, with respect to just the Marvel like yeah. uh, the Marvel properties that they have. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think overall, yeah. And I think this is really their only dud, uh, She-Hulk, because Ms. Marvel, while also not my demographic, you know, that was a kid drama, basically, and uh, it was great. I like Ms. Marvel. It wasn't my favorite show, but it was fun, and it was funny, and um, definitely geared more towards, you know, teenagers, and I loved it. It was fun. Um, but so th- this, you know, just for whatever reason, She-Hulk is just not hitting with me. I don't know. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, going back to uh, Apple, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and good for them. I think overall, that's going to be an awesome, uh, an awesome thing if they're able to get the oh well, the sponsorship, and then also if they're able to get the uh, what's it called, uh, uh, to get the NFL Network. Uh, all right, and then did you want to end it on something else or? I think that's about all I got in me. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you can find uh, Patrick. Are you still doing the whole streaming thing? I know you took a pause from that for a while. I have not streamed since I've been playing Splatoon. Okay. <laughs> Splatoon, and I don't have an easy way to stream from the Switch. If I could figure that out, I would switch. I would uh, stream that. But right now, no, no streaming. Once I get caught up on Splatoon, I will probably start streaming a little bit while I finish Spider Man because I do want to finish Spider Man because that was real good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, like, let us know when you get back. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. What is Splatoon? Is it is it is it Splatoon or is it Platoon? It's Splatoon. Uh, it's a a Nintendo made third person shooter, but instead of shooting bullets, you're shooting ink, and it, they have a very clever way of territory control. Instead of you know, because anybody who's played shooters may know that you know territory control is very important so how they visualize this on this game is you're literally painting everything in your color of ink and the other team is trying to paint over it with their color of ink yeah. <laughs> whoever has the most territory covered with their ink wins and you can shoot the other enemies but you know that's not the goal the goal is to paint everything in your color and it's fun it's very fun um there's a lot of depth to it um so highly recommended if you have a switch and you've not given this one a look it's uh not popular enough in the states it's very popular in japan but give, come on if you're in the states you should definitely check it out it's fun. <laughs> yeah definitely check that out i think i'll take a look at that one pretty soon and then uh yeah uh you can find you can find patrick at game guy uh 2006 on twitter and yep. uh and that, twitch and twitch yeah and then you, yep. can, you can find me at a-e-e-k-a-y on twitter and then also twitter, twitter. and then uh yeah you can find us at ubiq ubiq methods on twitter as well and uh definitely look out for us on ubiquitous methods on youtube uh this time we didn't do a live stream uh it is a monday after of course it's kind of an off day but uh yeah definitely want to get something out to all our all of our listeners and yeah, anything else, Patrick? I don't think so. Thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll be back on our regular two-week cadence. Uh, I yeah, this one was recorded. I guess I probably should put this at the beginning, but it'll, it'll be at the end. <laughs> um, we recorded this one about a week ahead of the release of the episode. Usually, we record on Thursdays. We recorded this on a Monday, the Monday before release, because I'm going to be traveling, and then AK is going to be traveling in the middle of the next recording. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of traveling. <laughs> 
lot of traveling, a lot of end of the summer funness. So, uh, yeah, thanks for your patience. But we're gonna try and get them get them out every two weeks uh, here here going forward. So, thank y'all. And uh, if you haven't, give us a rate and review. We still want one. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks all. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.